We are giving you now the official names for position of president. First name is that of uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa, and second one is that of Dr. Zulini Mpise. At conference itself, there will be an opportunity for delegates to nominate from the floor. Will the NEC be dominated by men? I think hardly. The challenges that face the ANC today from a point of view of discipline within the members of the ANC themselves. So whether we like it or not, the ANC is the governing party and whatever happens in the ANC affects the country. And that is why we are bringing you this podcast, whether you like the ANC or you don't like the ANC. We are all counting down to the much anticipated conference after the 2017, what was it? Was the watershed one in 2007? I don't know what they've themed this. They've themed this renewal, but we will see. And we will unpack all of that in our podcast series. For this first episode, I am joined by City Press political editor Rapule Tabane, and today we are going to be breaking down the numbers that uh, were announced by former President Halima Motante. These are the people that have been eligible to be voted at the conference when it starts on the 16th of December, right, Raps? So Rapula and I are going to be discussing the numbers, are going to be discussing the names. There are also surprises there. We are also going to be discussing that this past Sunday, we reported that President Cyril Ramaphosa is leading the ANC race by a mile, despite the Palapala scandal. This was confirmed by the ANC's nomination lists where Ramaphosa leads Zuelim Kize and we have since found out that it doesn't look like there is even a a competition because he's sitting at about 2,000 while Zueli is at um, 900 and this paints a picture of what the final showdown will look like at the conference. There's also other numbers that we will discuss. But I think, uh, Raps, let's just start um, with President Cyril Ramaphosa. When I was looking at the numbers, there were no surprises there to see that he only got about 60 from KwaZulu-Natal, and Zueli looks like he got um, the bulk of his numbers from KZN. Obviously, there are no surprises there. No, 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 completely no surprises there that Zueli Mkize got such an overwhelming number in uh, KwaZulu-Natal, because the the province has been quite united around his candidacy. They've been a bit uncertain about the rest of the other positions, but as for the presidency, they were quite determined that there should be a united front. Mm, mm. And then, but the disadvantage for Zulim Kize and his campaigners was the fact that it was always clear that they didn't have a good enough footprint yes. uh, in the rest of the country. Yes. Got nine provinces and he he got as well he got about six six hundred nominations from Kwazuna. Mm. So it means from the rest of the eight provinces he only got around 300 more yeah, nominations. Yeah. So You can see that in the Northern Cape he got nothing. In Western Cape he got two. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So so Maybe it's too soon, but the numbers do suggest that Ramaphosa is going to walk this mm, uh, mm. this race. But however, 
there's still time now. We are three and a half weeks yeah. before the conference starts. Yeah. There's still an opportunity for all other candidates to go around lobbying to to, uh, to try and mm. uh, increase their numbers. So mm. uh, has the has the same opportunity. But it's it's a completely uphill battle for mm, him. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you you mentioned the fact that um, mainly his his campaign seemed to have been strong in KZN. And we've seen like the talks that he's given when he he started were mainly in KZN, like you have rightfully mentioned. And you are saying that we are now left with about three weeks. Do you think that in these three weeks there is still something that he can do to convince other provinces? I doubt it very much. I I, I doubt that. He, he could actually surpass Ramaphosa. Mm, uh, uh, yeah, he could he could do well and maybe increase his numbers by 500 more branches and whatever. But he, he, that would still not be enough. Mm, mm. Uh, I think maybe what he and other people can hope for is that out of the the parliamentary panel mm. on Palapala, mm, mm, they, mm. Uh, they can be a ruling that uh, Ramaphosa has a case to answer. And in that case, if the NC decides that because of that he shouldn't stand, yeah. that's that's what Zuelim Kize maybe can start looking at. But mm. in terms of uh, overturning these figures, Mm. It's it's almost impossible. Mm. Yeah. But also that wraps. I mean, we know how these processes take. I mean, the the panel mm. in Parliament has asked for an extension to mm. Thursday, uh, next week Thursday, and that would literally mean that he's left with about two weeks. So we know if his supporters are probably relying on the Palapala thing to be wrapped out, it's likely that maybe we might see that being wrapped out later in December, even after the conference. Or you know, I don't see how even that can work to their advantage but um, we'll see how that goes. I just want us to also move to the other candidates uh, in the presidency race uh, we saw Nkosazana Zuma she tried for the second time she lost out to CR of course in, in 2017 and she had come out to say that she's putting up her hand. In fact um, in the last NEC uh, meeting we colleagues were reporting that she was one of the quite vocal in the meeting around the issues of Palapala. What does this say about also, I mean, I know we've spoken about this, but what also does this say about the women in the ANC, the women in the branches of the ANC that we see again that she's trying out for the second time. This time around, she is not even eligible. Yeah, that's quite uh, an interesting point because she's not alone. There's also yeah, Lindy, Lindy Wessu, was, yeah. uh, who, uh, who's another woman who was... Who, who was who, trying... Uh, in fact, both of them were trying for the second time Yeah, around. both of them. And uh, they were really determined. But, you know, the ANC works in very opaque ways that are not always obvious. So mm. it's, it, it always comes down to your campaign managers, yeah. the people who are running your campaign, how they are able to negotiate with each province yeah. and all of that. Because if you look at, for example, I know we're going to discuss the deputy presidency later, but if you look at Masha Tila, for example, mm. well, what he did was to make sure that he moved from Gauteng and, and got the Gauteng PC to mm. talk to KZN, yeah. to talk to Limpopo, yes. which are the other big provinces. Yeah. And once he had those provinces supporting him, he then started moving to the other mm. provinces. So it's also how you go about your campaign. Mm. But 
I, I think we've got to be honest, the, the ANC needs to uh, relook uh, the, the issue of gender mm. and ask themselves if they're serious about this. Because for the fact that the two female uh, candidates can't even make it to the ballot, yeah. I mean, that's really, really disappointing. And as everyone can tell you, the majority of people who are active in the ANC branches are women. Are, are women. Mm. So that's very hard uh, mm. to explain. I don't know if it's the fact that they're, they're not interested in that or, like I said, it's about how the ANC operates and the people who, 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 manage, uh, your yeah, 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 who manage your campaign and the people who understand how the machinery mm. works. Mm. Yeah. Have you have you felt though, Raps, have you have you felt uh Lindiwe and, and Gosazana's campaign? Yeah, we've seen Zweli going up and about in, in KZN. Uh we'll come back a little bit later to chat about uh Cyril's campaign. But have you felt I mean outside of the media interviews that they have done and I know Lindiwe Sisulu has done a couple of talks in the Western Cape, but have you felt that they their campaign was quite strong and that they were just going out and lobbying outside of, I mean, I don't know what happens behind closed doors, but just in the public uh, where you will see that she's speaking here or she's, you know. No, and I think uh, we've also got to be honest about that. And uh, an issue has also been the fact that Nkosana Lamin, uh, she started very late. Mm. She started maybe two months ago when everyone else had been on this thing since the year started and mm. they had planned it from the years before. Mm. And she she only also threw a statement by uh, from her husband Jacob Zuma who uh, who was the one trying to uh, organize support for her. So there was never a sense that there were people that we know as journalists who were working the ground for mm, her. Mm. And it was the same with Sisulu. Uh, there could be people that you could talk to who were claiming to be running her campaign, mm. but we never got a sense that they were moving around yeah, the country. They were, yeah. they were talking to regions, they were talking to branches, they were talking to provinces. Uh, you, so you always had the voice of the main candidate coming out, but you, you didn't have a sense. Because we uh, with Cyril... With Zueli, there were people that we knew who were the ground troops running yeah. around that you could talk to and that we, uh, uh, who could refer us to the work that they had done. Mm. But uh, uh, with NDZ and Sisulu, I didn't always get a sense yes. that I, I knew their ground troops and where they were doing. So they, they, yeah, they do need to revisit how they conduct their campaigning yeah you say they need to revisit i mean do you think we can see a third time lucky type of a situation or i mean i'm thinking is this not the end i mean even looking into outside of the anc processes into maybe cyril is appointed and you know uh, even in in cabinet i mean there's also the age factor yeah uh, because yeah. it's another five years uh, from now and uh they are not getting any younger. But I think if the ANC is really serious about having a, a woman president, at some point they actually have to decide and say the next president mm. of the ANC will be a woman and then allow uh, uh, women only to contest for the person. So they, you almost take it like a conference resolution and say, yeah, yeah it has to be a woman. And so we, we wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know if uh, Ngosana Tlamini Zuma 
or Lindy Wesisulu would contest, but they would, as well as any other women who come to the front and contest. But I do think the ANC has to declare this yeah. a, a, a policy statement and say, this is the route we are taking. It has to happen mm. by hook or by crook. Mm, 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 mm. Otherwise, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. It doesn't at yeah. all. I mean, we need to move reps, but just... A second on Cyril's on Cyril's campaign. I mean, there were people living on social media who were saying that they haven't seen him quite campaigning, and that they feel that he's using like government platforms as a way of of campaigning. I mean, you were talking about uh, ground group, uh, troops and stuff like that, but and then there were also like what was the, was it the Chris uh, the Chris Anika Bal, yeah. uh, the and stuff like that. But him, did you? Feel feel that him personally was he working the ground or he sort of like left it to the Chris Hanib Kapal to work it with him as uh, along with Derek Haniko? No, I, I, I don't think he worked the ground as, as much as he, uh, he could have done. But he's very fortunate because he's an incumbent mm. and he, uh, he's also the president of government and therefore gets access to, to platforms yeah. that uh, the rest of the other candidates don't, don't have. Mm. And that's why there was an allegation that there was an abuse of government yeah. platforms for ANC things. And to be honest, that has always been the case with all other ANC presidents before. Mm. Uh, mm. When you're an incumbent, uh, you take advantage of your incumbency to to your advantage. Mm. And then if we move to the deputy president, I think with, with this conference, there's been quite a name, in, uh, a lot of, you know, names that were, were thrown around. But I guess now this is, this is the real business where you actually see the people that were really uh, serious about this. Because I'm thinking even there was a, there was a joke uh, a few months ago that, you know, e deputy presidency, because every name was just thrown oh, yes. there, was just thrown there. But let's, before we speak about some of the candidates that were, we had come out. We see Mashatile is leading there. Uh, we see Lamula. We see Mabuyane. Interestingly, with Lamula, there's always been the thing of generational and younger uh, people uh, coming into the top six. But if we look at the numbers, it doesn't look like that is going to be the deal. And uh, Mashatile is called Trinity. It looks like he really worked the ground. Yes, yes, yes. There's also the other advantage, sorry, the allegation referred, uh, in reference to your point about Trinity, to the fact that he was also the acting mm. secretary general, but also there was no deputy uh, uh, secretary general. Mm. So he was also, in effect, also occupying that position. So he was Treasurer General, Secretary General, Deputy Secretary General. (laughs) So there was, in fact, people in the ANC who complained that uh, he was abusing those platforms to to benefit himself. So we don't know if he did or he didn't, but it looks like whatever he did, it it really did work. Although uh, in the last few days, there's been talk that KZN has decided to review their support for him because they feel that he's much closer to the Cyril Ramaphosa presidency campaign than he is to Zuelim Kize, mm. and therefore that they should be looking for someone else. But uh, to be honest, if the numbers 
If you were to look at the numbers now, even if you removed 600 votes, mm. KZN him, has yeah. about 521 for him. Yeah, if you remove those, you would still be in a very strong position. And you also have no guarantee that all of the KZN people would turn against yeah, him. Yeah. So uh, he really has, he, he, he's also got the highest numbers of any other candidates mm. for any other position mm. in the top six outside of. Ramaphosa. Mm, mm. So it's good going for him. Whatever he was doing in those positions uh, definitely worked for him. Interesting that we are looking at numbers and I see that um, Oscar Mabuyane only got, you know, nominations from the Eastern Cape, 390, and in KZN he only got one vote. No surprises there. But I mean, also just linking it to the issue we were speaking about earlier about, um, you know, the ANC being serious about, you know, a woman president or being serious about women occupying uh, other positions in the top six outside of the the deputy uh, general secretary. Also the issue of of young people because Lamula was kind of like riding on that wave that, you know, he's young and the generational mix. But you can see that, you know, the numbers are are saying a different thing. I think Lamula, if he was being pushed, for example, by... The youth league, if the youth league was existing properly, because it's not existing properly at the moment, yeah. it's an interim uh, uh, structure. If he was being pushed very strongly by the youth league as the as the generational mixed candidate, maybe could have done uh, better. But for now, he was being supported by the Mpumalanga mm. ANC province, and his numbers are a reflection of Mpumalanga rather than that ticket of generational, generational. mix. Mm. So I I think they spoke about it, but they didn't invest in it. Yeah, they, yeah there was no proper strategy. They just were highlighting it to the media and to the rest of society, but mm. they, 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 there was no proper plan. When it comes to the implementation, yes. it's not there, you know? Yes, yeah. Yes. I mean, I think before we move from this, I mean, we saw with Mamulu Kokubai, I covered that story earlier yeah. on. Uh, yeah. She was one of the people that, you know, she was nominated by her branch to say, you know, we are ready to see her. But I mean, by the time things started getting serious, you could see that her name had really just fizzled out. Yeah. She was in no slate. You couldn't locate her. I don't know. It's unfortunate or, you know. But again, it speaks to what you were saying about women and yes, the ANC. Yes, yes. She she was also unfortunate in the sense that she comes from Gauteng, mm. and she had not won the support of Gauteng yes. province. Because what we've seen over the years is that in the ANC, you've got to have a provincial base first, okay. although it's not universal. But most of the time, you you need one province to push you. So by the time she she wanted to come in, ANC in Gauteng had already opted for mm. Mashatile. Mm. So she was a bit late. So, But there were women who, uh, who, who were pushing her. But yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. that I, It's actually, to be honest, quite disappointing that she's not even in the top three. I, I was expecting mm. that she, uh, I, she uh, I was actually she not. I, I, I think her... I think her campaign even even didn't take off. I think from the time she was announced, I never 
Uh, I mean, I know she was speaking a lot uh, where she was speaking, but I, I, I never saw it taking off. Um, I was not surprised that yeah. her name was was not here. I did not expect it to be here, to be quite honest, because from from earlier on, it seemed when 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 things started getting serious outside yes. of people just pronouncing that we want this, um, I never saw it to be strong and you know having steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think she's. Uh, but she's still one for the future, I think. Yeah, yeah she I, still has time. Yeah, she still has time. And then uh, the position of national chairperson. Uh, I remember there was a time when, uh, about a, a few months ago, when people were asking Gwede Mandashe why is he wanting to come back and considering his age and all of those things, and he, he did give some explanation. Uh, but we are seeing there that commander action... <laughs> Commander Action is coming in very hard, uh, is coming in very hard. I mean, I think for me also some of these names that are coming out, you know, I think this list just confirms already what was already out there. You could see where the support is, right? So it kind of like gives it um, the official uh, stamp. But I mean, Stan was already, you could see that he was in it. Yeah, yeah. because, yeah, you are are quite correct about that because remember, Enzi Limpopo were were the first ones uh, to to start. Remember, uh, in January 8th already, uh, Mm. they were already pronouncing that they are going to support Stan, yeah. yeah, to go for national chair, and so this was the ANC Limpopo. But what they did, uh, uh, as, as we discussed earlier, was that they, they, they didn't just decide that as Limpopo, this is what we are doing. They also went to to KZN, other yeah, they went to Houting and said this is our candidate, mm. and I and I think. That's where he started getting his uh, foothold in, and since then he's never looked back. Are you surprised that Gwede didn't get as much support? I am actually not surprised. I I think he will be surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah because, uh, <laughs> Uh, he's the incumbent, yes. yeah, and he's a government minister. He's more well known than Stan Matabata, and he, uh, he uh, I'm sure he thinks he's been doing a good job, mm. and he mm. uh, he uh, he would be wondering why it didn't happen. He would be surprised. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly, I mean, I'm not surprised by his numbers though that he got uh, the highest numbers from his home province and uh, the Northern Cape, right? And I think what you've been speaking about, uh, KZN and uh, and Limpopo working together, you can see even in the numbers, Western got uh, most of the numbers. Mm. And David Masondo really uh, coming. I mean, I also didn't feel his presence. But I, I guess with National Chair, all the other candidates, I never felt that they campaigned strongly. Yes. I think it was just a thing of uh, negotiations behind closed doors and yes, stuff. Yes. Uh, and I think the, uh, the, uh, David Masondo also belongs to the generational mix. Yeah, generational yeah. mix, yeah. Because uh, he's young, but he also started way after Matabata and Mantashe had already started. Uh, uh, I don't think he should be too disappointed with 500 mm. nominations. Maybe yeah. it, it may even go up uh, at the national conference. Ultimately, it's about your your food soldiers uh, mm. going around, going to re- other regions, other provinces, okay, campaigning for you. And I don't think Masondo had 
that kind of uh, structure mm-hmm. yeah, for mm-hmm. him. And then coming to the engine of the organization, possibly maybe the most important position here, the position of Secretary General. A lot has happened in that position. Ace Mahwashule, step aside. Even in 2017, uh, it started there at Nazareth oh, yes, with, yes. with Mtunu thinking that yes, <laughs> he was the yes. secretary and then Ace Mahwashule. And then now uh, with Paul taking over, there's just been a lot that has happened in that. Obviously now, I think the organization needs a structure in that position and it needs a strong secretary, maybe post-Mandash. I don't think you can count Ace's term, no, really. No, yeah. um, and and it's interesting there, and and for me, what is interesting is Mdumiseni, because I mean you could see on social media that there are a lot of people who are obviously the Twitter branch doesn't really count, but some of those people do sit in branches. There were a lot of people who were saying that this is a guy with a good head on his shoulders; he can actually do a lot of good in that in that position. But there were also those who were like, "What has he done in KZN?" But also the thing about him was also that thing of him saying that I am not attached to any slate. Mm-hmm. I am going at it alone. And his province uh, not supporting him. Actually, the KZN only gave him 241 votes. But he has emerged as as leading. Yeah. No, no, this is a very interesting one. Uh, because initially, he was believed to be on the Sri Ramaphosa slate, but... Uh, at a later stage, when that slate was formalized, uh, his name was no longer mm. there. Uh, you know, like uh, you, you're talking about how people uh, describe him as having a, a good head on his shoulders. To be honest, I I also don't know of anyone who has articulated mm. the, the idea mm. of renewal. Uh, better than yeah, him. better than him. You know, he 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 uh, w- uh, w- when he speaks. You feel the conviction, the belief, uh, and the sincerity uh, in in what he thinks the ANC should be, mm. and, I, and I think that's what a lot of ANC people were saying. In fact, from early this year, uh, uh, on social media, people were distributing a lot of videos where he he, he had he been speak, interviewed. Speak. Mm. So people became quite convinced uh, that he's the guy, despite the fact that he was uh, a case and his home province actually mm. threw, threw him out. Mm. You know, he, he was outvoted as secretary of the province and they also decided not to support him mm. for this national post. But I think by himself, mm. uh, he, he really gained a lot of traction mm. uh, nationally. Mm. And, uh, and I think for me, what's very interesting about him, Raps, is that, you know, um, the PEC obviously had their own candidate in mind, but it also speaks to what, at the end of the day, it's branches that decide, because he got... Yes. Uh, a, a lot of votes from uh, from KZN, 241 votes, followed by 204 votes from Limpopo and 236 votes from... So actually got the highest numbers from KZN, even though the PEC had, uh, had announced uh, Pumulo Maswale that it would be supporting Pumulo Maswale. So this actually speaks to that the branches at the end of the day make their own decision. Yes, uh, and actually speaks to the work that he had done in, yeah. in, in the province 
uh, in the last five years. And it, it shows that whatever the guys at the top had decided, he had done the groundwork mm, over time and mm. people believe in him. So, you know, he must still be tested, we will see, but he speaks well mm, uh, so far. But uh, will that be enough? enough. And mm. uh, we will have to see. But his, uh, his position is really unique uh, because he, he's probably the only candidate who has not been officially uh, nominated by a province mm, who, uh, mm. who's managed to Actually, do so well that's for very, themselves. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, obviously, Fikile, he's trying again. He tried in, in Mangawung and he failed. Yes. He's trying again now, but obviously it seems like uh, uh, there was a video that was circulating earlier this week where... Andile Lungisa was speaking about the arrogance of numbers and mm -hmm. that it's really about, a, it's a numbers game and yes. it doesn't look like he has garnered enough support from the numbers that we are seeing here. To be I mean, honest, I, I, I was even surprised when the, the CR22 slate announced him as mm. their candidate when they already had a very capable guy in Dumiseni. Uh, yeah, in, in Dumiseni. So I'm not sure what was the consideration there? Although I later had, they, they said uh, it was about geographical spread. They wanted someone from the Free, free State. state. Yeah. I mean, Free State gave yeah. him 98 uh, votes. Yeah. Um, you see, mm. he, he doesn't even have the support from his home base. But also, Figle has been around a lot. Uh, we've heard him, Figle has everything to say virtually on a daily basis. And I think people have a sense of who, who he, he is. is. And, yeah. and yeah, looking at the, at the office and looking at, at, at his character and what, what we've been exposed to, well, not us because we are not voting, but he what is. people have been exposed to. Yeah, like, uh, you know, wouldn't miss any, you would want to say, this guy looks convincing. Let, let's give him a mm. chance. Let's see. Mm. But with Mbalula, it's the exact opposite. It's like, we know this guy. We know he talks a lot. <laughs> and also, I always say that every office raps has, has decorum. You know, every mm. office has. So Mdumiseni does give those vibes of he has the decorum of that office. Whereas with Mbaks, you like. I mean, he also spoke about that people were saying that he must stop going to Cubana or he must stop going to these places of yeah drinking but yeah. anyway and then uh maswale has been quite <laughs> a vocal uh, about his boss in the cabinet and i don't know whether that has worked on his favor or not but he's also just been like you know out of nowhere and you know kotwa maswale is after you know losing that conference in, in the Eastern Cape, he was quite like, you know, just a cabinet guy and you'd yes, kind of like yes. forgotten about him, okay, deputy yeah. minister, and then suddenly we have Vumbuluka, he, he wants to be the secretary general. Yes. So Maswale is, is also an interesting guy. He's quite soft-spoken, mm. but uh, he does have a lot of depth. Uh, I've uh, spoken to him. But uh, what undermined his campaign was that he really believed that uh, the Eastern Cape will, uh, would push his numbers mm -hmm. very high. But it uh, looks like the Eastern Cape, uh, they also had other ideas about mm -hmm. who they wanted. So he, he was overconfident about what the numbers he could get from, for, uh, from the Eastern Cape. 
and, and I actually think you could uh, you could do you, you could have done better in reaching out to the other provinces, both yeah, in state, Gauteng, yeah. Limpopo. I didn't get a sense that the whoever was pushing him was move, was doing enough in the other mm. provinces. They they really believed that as long as they could get KZN and, and Eastern Cape, they would have a solid yeah, base. Yeah. And it looked like from both. They didn't. They just didn't get enough. Yes. No, no, yeah, they, there was support, but not enough to propel him to, to propel where him, uh, yeah. he could be. Yeah. So we have to round it up, um, and we have we are lost, left with about two uh, 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 positions, and I would want us to just maybe um, uh, speak to them at one go. And I think let's, in this DSG position, obviously, you know, um, it was also left vacant following the passing of, of Jesse Duarte. And we know this is probably one of the positions that has been held by a woman. And we see here that uh, the only candidates are women. Mukonyani and Potrider, actually, and uh, are you surprised? I'm quite surprised by Nomfula, though. You know, I think her, her people have been working the ground because she's also just the one whose name just has emerged now when other people had long been saying that, you know. I'm also equally surprised uh, because uh, Nomfula Mkonyani was out of the spotlight for a while mm. uh, after she didn't get a cabinet post. She was working in Lituli House, but some people say that's where she got to exert her mm. influence because she was in direct contact with mm, uh, mm, branches there because she was head of organizing. Mm. Uh, so, unfortunately, again, it looks like the ANC seems to believe that the only position, position. that is fit for women in the ANC is the Deputy Secretary General post mm. because the to, uh, who have made who have met the threshold yes, uh, uh, are, are female, which mm-hmm. is quite sad. Mm. I mean, but Nomvula is, is quite experienced, very charismatic. I think she will probably work well with Dumisen in that office. Yes, no, no, she's if they uh, do image. Yeah, she's not called Mama Action for, for nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she really is uh, highly energetic. Mm-hmm. She she uh, she speaks most languages flu- uh, fluently. Very and articulate yeah, as well. Very articulate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the TG position, really, I would want us to speak about Chauke. I mean, we know him as the advisor of the president. There's yes. been stories that have been written about him being uh, one of the people who brought the dollars that are now subject of, uh, you know, the Palapala dollars. But I mean, yeah, he's also another one who just vumbulukad. <laughs> yes, yes. No, no, no. He, uh, yeah, he did. Because he he also came onto this position much later than other mm, people. Mm. Uh, suddenly, he was the the CR22 mm, candidate. Mm. Uh, and uh, he would be very interesting because uh, I've met him. He's a very quiet guy. Yeah. He, he, uh, to me, he's not even like a politician in that sense mm. of the word. He's mm. a, a, maybe, maybe, maybe he would be great as a bureaucrat because he likes working behind scenes. I don't see him going out there addressing crowds mm. and whatever. Uh, so he was a bit of a surprise. The fact that uh, I, I didn't think he's as well known yeah. Yeah, for him to actually be leading in, in, in this position. But uh, I I do think that a discussion must have happened about someone who had the most potential 
to actually raise money. Mm, uh, because that yeah, office yeah. needs yeah. someone who's going to raise money to pay staff. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so he he's very close to Ramaphosa. He's the advisor and uh, in the CR17 financial mm. issues, his name was there as one of the people who were working for Ramaphosa. So I think there's actually a belief that in his own way, he'll be able to raise money. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see him as one of those politicians addressing a, a, a Masrali yeah. somewhere. Viva. Maybe you don't need yeah. a person who's going to address it. Right? You need someone who's going to campaign to get money for the for the, for the the Nanzika. I mean, yeah, Masina and Pule, I mean, Pule had already said that he's, quite capable for the job. But I mean, Masina also has his own problems that he needs to solve here in the province uh, with his with his uh, party. And yeah, I guess Pule, yeah, hard luck. Yeah. No, Unless but, some miracle but, but, happens. No, 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 but you've got to say, this is the closest race. Of the top six, yeah. the Treasurer General, uh, uh, the, the numbers, the, there's not huge margins of differences there. So uh, I think anything can happen between now and December. In December. Uh, yeah, because uh, he uh, leads by just over uh, 100 votes, about 130 uh, over and then there's Masina there. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we uh, will be watching that one. Yeah. yeah, maybe just one last question, Raps, and then we really wrap this. Do you think that we can expect some uh, surprises, some nominations coming from the floor, some surprises, or this is actually really the people that we are going to Nasrek with, that the ANC is going to Nasrek with? Uh, I would say there will definitely be attempts yeah. Yeah, to raise uh, some names from the floor. You know, I think, for example, in the deputy presidency position, we've said KZN are, are trying to look for their own candidate yeah. to support. So I think they'll probably come up with their own name to uh, to raise there. But my suspicion is that these numbers are very telling and, mm. yeah, this is most likely what's going to be the outcome. Mm. And uh, contrary to popular belief that Jacob Zuma is popular and everyone loves him, and, I mean, he wanted to become the chairperson, but he didn't even meet the threshold. I mean, he overestimated <laughs> his influence. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I think branches were very clear that even KZN and branches which have always loved him and supported him, made it clear that mm. you had your turn, you were president for two terms. Mm. You know, why would you want to come exactly. back in some other position? Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Raps. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation and hopefully our listeners and readers are going to find it enlightening and enriching. That brings us to the end of our first episode Um our limited podcast series, ANC Decides. You know, don't critique us. This is our first episode. <laughs> don't be too hard. Um, we are going to be running this podcast every week as we are nearing close to the, to the conference. Watch out for next week. We are also going to be having a guest here discussing, obviously, the ANC conference. Thank you. See you next time. <laughs>